Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. During the teen years, your child might experience a lot of high highs and some really low lows. And when they have a bad day, they may try to take out those feelings on you, even if you had nothing to do with it. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Danny's the Vice President of Parenting and Youth here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, every parent of a teen has probably experienced this kind of a scenario. The son or daughter walks through the door, they're clearly in a bad mood, it's been a bad day, and there's this thundercloud that sort of settles over the home, this dark cloud of ominous emotion. So what do I do when my teen brings that into the home? Well, there there's some creative ways to do this. One is you could ask the question, hey, do you feel like throwing up? And they may say, no. Did you have an emotional bad meal? It seems that you're wanting to throw up. And, and they can relate to that, <laughs> okay, right? That got my attention. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Emotionally, they're wanting to throw up. And so you can say, you know, we're, we're prepared for that. But know that it's something you as a parent know that it's something they picked up somewhere else. And it's coming and affecting you. So come in with that mindset. Grab a bag. That, that, grab a bag and be prepared. <laughs> the throw-up's going to come out. But usually teens will get that. It, it shifts them from that emotional world to not knowing, what are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you asking me if I'm going to throw up? And uh, some families are creative with that. That's one creative way to enter that without it being mm-hmm. a threatening moment. Yeah. Uh, for a teen and shifting them to conversation. I think it's important too, just experientially, not because I'm a licensed clinical social worker like you are, but just experientially what I found is not forcing an issue right now. Like, you know, it looks like things aren't going so well. I'm around if you want to talk, right? Yeah, giving them space. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, uh, in a while saying, hey, I, I'm concerned about you and I'd love to connect with you. Uh, later on this evening. That heart is, I think, appreciated by any kid, especially a kid who's going through a rough day. Well, let's go ahead and hear a little bit more from a conversation that uh, Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Kara Powell, who offered some helpful advice for uh, dealing with emotions and resolving conflict with your teen. You've done a lot of research that has highlighted uh, points of conflict that parents have with their children today and what they're facing. Um, how should parents be involved in helping their child work through some of these things? And maybe you can point us to the research. What have you found? Sure. First off, let me just encourage parents that it's never too early and it's never too late to put into practice what we're talking about. I mean, my my youngest, our youngest, Dave's and my youngest, was about six when we first started doing some of this research um, years ago with previous books, and it changed the way that we started parenting mm-hmm. her. And then every week we run into families who have uh, 20-something kids who are living out this research and it's making a difference. So it's never too early or too late. The other thing I would say is out of our research, one of the most powerful phrases that I've integrated into my own parenting is two words, and it's, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And as we Good. have interviewed parents time and time again, and especially parents who uh, we call exemplars, parents who have amazing relationships with their kids, they talk about how quick they are to apologize to their kids. I remember one dad of uh, three daughters, uh, one teenager and, and college student and, and a just recent graduate. And we, we were set to interview him, and I was the one doing the interview. And so I called him at the designated time, and I said, you know, sir, is now a good time to talk? And he had been nominated by his church as an amazing parent and an amazing family. And he said, boy, 
I don't really think you should be talking to me because in the last 48 hours, I've had to apologize to each of my girls Mm -hmm. for how I've interacted with them. And I said, well, actually, that's exactly why we want to talk to you. (laughs) Because by then in our in our research, we had seen this as a theme. So I I would say a week doesn't go by that I'm not apologizing to my kids. Um, And if you were to if you were to look at what I usually apologize to my kids about, it's usually my tone of voice or Mm -hmm. my attitude. If you were to read a transcript of what I say at home, the words are okay. Um, it's the affect with which I communicate those words that I usually end up what, what is that for parents who might be getting into the teen years or the young adult years? What, what tone really doesn't work? Oh, um, <laughs> stop that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would say, boy, that's a great question, John. Nobody's asked me that ever. The tone that I want to change is, um, honestly, it's a mixture of exhaustion and frustration and not liking my kid at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that, that that's what they hear. Even if I'm not feeling that, that's what it sounds like to them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to, I don't want them to hear that. And so that's what I'm trying to work on. Well, I feel what you're saying. And I think um, for me, it's, it's kind of interesting. I can be all nice on the radio. <laughs> Yeah. And here at work, and then I go home, and the sarcasm comes out. Yeah. Or the instruction, like they were a little three-year-old, and boy, they shut down when I'm, you know, instructive or angry or sarcastic with them. Yeah, our families definitely see us at our worst. Yeah. You know, we give we give our best, sadly, often to those in other places, and at home we let down. And, you know, we've told our kids, we we want our home to be a safe place to let down a little bit. But we don't want any of us in the Powell family to let down so much that we aren't treating each other with respect yeah. and dignity. Well, let's dig for an example, like Krista's vacation with you guys, oh, your yes, daughter. Yes. So this what, is another what happened? Story. That was yeah. quick, Jim. Uh, way to go, Jim. This is another story in the book. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I talk about this when we talk about withing and as part of growing with our kids. So uh, we were on an extended family vacation. And um, I had bronchitis. And so I was supposed to stay away from the family for the first couple of days. So I I really did that. I didn't want other people to get sick. But finally, you know, I had been on antibiotics. I was was no longer contagious. I felt good enough. And so I wanted um, all five of us Powells to ride in the car together to the beach. And two of the three kids, our three kids, grabbed their backpacks and their towels and hopped in the backseat of our rental car. But Krista, our middle child, and she's given me permission to tell this story, um, she just stood there with her arms crossed, her hazel eyes looking at me coolly and said, no, I'd rather ride with my cousins and, you know, my aunt and uncle. And at that time, that really hurt my feelings and made me angry. And then I did the math on how much the vacation was costing us. And that it got made, worse. It made me all the more frustrated. <laughs> Why? Because I was thinking, this is our time to bond as a family. I want this time with my child, and she wants to ride with other family members. And I'm glad she's close to them, but I wanted this, you know, allegedly special time with her. And so I looked at my husband, Dave, and he just kind of gave a resigned nod. And so I said, okay, Krista, you can, <laughs> you can ride in the car with, you know, my brother and his wife. Um, and so she did. And as we were driving to the beach, I was kind of inside seething a little bit. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit brought to mind uh, some research that I had read that, that I have said to myself, gosh, so many times as a parent. It, it's the work of Lisa Damore, and she writes this about adolescent girls, but it's just as true for adolescent boys, where she says what they need from adults is they need adults to be a wall. That's the phrase, be a wall. Be a wall that won't move. 
Um, and I grew up swimming. So I think about it as like a, a swimming pool wall. And your teenager, your young adult, as they're individuating, they're going to kick against you. They're going to move away from you. And sometimes you as a parent, you feel a little dented, a little bruised, a little cracked. Um, and, you know, everything in me when Krista wanted to not ride in the car, you know, I wanted to say, okay, fine. I'm going to be nicer to your cousins then. Right. Or They uh, get ice cream yeah, exactly, and you don't. And you don't. <laughs> or, okay, fine. If you can't be nice to me, then I'm going to take your cell phone because you don't get to be nice to your friends. And, you know, kind of all these subtle and blatant oh, retaliatory that's normal. measures. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm exactly. glad. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and communicate my displeasure and my frustration. But instead, I just tried, tried to pray over and over again on that drive to the beach. Be a wall, be a wall, be a wall. Mm. And for the next 48 hours, honestly, Krista kind of avoided me. Um, if I was in the kitchen, she went a different way. She didn't want to ride in the car. And then finally, after about 48 hours, she just ended up wanting to be around me. There was no magical, you know, beach walk. There was no, you know, wonderful game of 20 questions that broke open the family intimacy. All of a sudden things got back to normal. And what I'm so glad about is in the midst of my frustration, my anger, my feelings of rejection, quite honestly, I didn't do something that would have severed my relationship with Krista. Mm -hmm. I didn't do something that would have caused Krista to not come back to me eventually. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's what we want to say at a growing with is how can we as parents, step parents, grandparents, caring mentors, how can we be that wall so that when young people are ready to come back to us, we are there for them and they know it. Well, Kira had some great advice for resolving conflict in any relationship. And a real key is being quick to say, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And Danny, I wonder um, what additional advice you might have for resolving conflict, particularly with teens. And maybe there's a story or two from your practice that comes to mind. Yeah, in, in, in general, usually uh, families come in in high conflict already into the counseling uh, uh, situation and, and usually there's a misperception on both sides the parent and the child and emotions do that to us they blind us and one thing that I use is these glasses that distort reality distort what you're seeing and I help them see how emotions take us for a ride um, so do you I've have never, an actual physical pair of glasses yeah a physical pair of glasses that distort everything I have one of them put it on and do you see the other person no they don't see the other person and that's the that's the analogy I want them to work off of because emotions can get us off track fast and then we don't listen to one another. Yeah. And so I remember this, uh, this, this uh, father and son and how uh, they came in with, with disagreement and angry towards each other. They almost didn't want to talk to one another. Yet the, they loved one another a lot. And really the, the fact is that you want to help establish... Uh, the relationship and the goal. Why? Why do we even want to talk about any of this stuff? And and from there, building off of that with your with your team. So in this case, uh, sometimes we have to ask for forgiveness to open the bridge. Sometimes it's just saying, I I just don't. I'm, we're not connecting, and I don't understand why. Can we figure this out together? It's just bringing out the, what is happening to the table and then talking about that and allowing yeah. for that conversation. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think we underestimate sometimes kids, especially teens, ability to process and to come to the table saying, yeah, let's figure this out because I don't like it either, mom or dad, right? Right. And 
generally I've seen, in that case I was talking about, the dad started to yell at the son, and then the son uh, started to yell back, and it's just a shouting match with no one listening to each other. And that's what conflict can get to, and I think that's what we fear. Yeah. So you're the one that needs to stop, listen, and, and be the one that's an adult because your child hasn't learned how to manage yeah. all those emotions. Who is the adult in the room? Right. So, well, we have a free resource for you that is uh, really wonderful. And, uh, several hundred thousand people have taken it. I've taken it. it. It's only a few minutes of your time to take our parenting assessment. Um, which will allow you to see what's working well in the relationship and maybe an area or two where you as a mom or a dad can improve. And uh, we're going to link over to that free assessment in the episode notes. And then uh, let me make you aware that Dr. Powell has written with Dr. Stephen Argue a great book um, called Growing With, Every Parent's Guide to Helping Teenagers and Young Adults Thrive in Their Faith, Family, and Future. We've got copies of that, and we'll send one to you as our thank you gift when you make a generous donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, of any amount to Focus on the Family today. We're listener-supported. Donate. We'll send the book to you. You can find all the details in the show notes or call 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, some important ground rules to cover uh, if your adult child is moving back home very common thing these days. I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 